0: What's up? Welcome back to the Technical Foul Podcast. What's up? What's good? Here for another episode this week, uh, we're going to be talking pretty much all NBA. Pretty so, much uh,
1: NBA special.
0: Our, our guy's not here. Tony had a prior engagement, so he's out for this week. So we thought we'd take advantage of the fact that we can talk about the NBA as long as we want to. As long as we want. So if you're take not ready for advantage. that, go ahead and
1: hit stop. The king has... Fell off his throne. The gestures
0: are taking over. The gestures are <laughs> taking over. Yes. So, uh, yeah, man. So, let's get right into it. Um, let's get to it. Question for you. Question. What's up? Why are the Celtics so good? Ah. I mean, you think about it. Like, this team is apparently crazy deep because they have Kyrie's hurt. Gordon Hayward's been out the whole season. And yet they're still they're in the conference finals with a commanding 2-0 lead. And yeah. they look unstoppable at this
1: point. Yeah, man. Um, well, first of all, you're asking a Laker fan his his uh, opinion on the Celtics. But I'm going to try to be unbiased. Please and, be unbiased. Um, just tell her how it is. They are playing, I mean, I think we all kind of, I guess thought less of the situation because they they have, you know, um, no Gordon Hayward, um, Kyrie-less. But it just comes down to the foundation. Um, their front office have made them, put them in position to uh, be great, you know, with these picks. They've pretty much hit on every draft. In the last I mean, five, seven there years. Was,
0: there were was some picks in there that I was like, I'm not sure about this guy. Like, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure about Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a pick. And then Tatum, that move to move back two spots and get an additional draft pick. They knew who they to wanted. To get Tatum. Yeah. And they look like, I mean,
1: Danny Ainge looks like a genius right, right now. And then the combination with, you know, a marvelous head coach. I mean when when you're when you're when the offices are doing what they're supposed to do yeah. and the player they just put the players in best position to be great and like me and you said coming into the playoffs that's when you make a name for yourself you know yeah. what i'm saying
0: and well that's kind of what we were going with with the with the 76ers we thought you know this is a young team but they might they might have a chance they might just be so young they're naive enough to think they can win mm-hmm. but apparently that's the celtics in this case i mean they do have some veteran leadership of course al horford will talk about him some more but um really a young team still pretty pretty young yeah and, people uh, slip on them man the thing is they're they're not only built for now but they're also built for the future because they're gonna have more draft picks next year they have their own pick they also have the kings pick and then i think they have four picks all together in next year's draft so I don't think they're going away anytime soon. They're staying
1: soon. Rele- relevant in the draft room. <laughs> yeah,
0: not only that is you're bringing back probably the most. I mean, the most dynamic ball handler in my opinion in the league, and just the offensive firepower with between him and Gordon Hayward, just to add to the fact that you already got two extremely talented young guys in Jalen and uh, Jason, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure there's a better wing duo. That's young like that. Like, the fact that these guys can both score it, they both can play defense, which is surprising because I don't think anybody really thought Jason Tatum was going to be a great defender coming in. Mm -hmm. But he plays good team defense within their scheme. I mean, can you think of anybody better that's that young?
1: Currently that's in the league, no. But not this young. I don't think there's anybody currently in the league, any team currently in the league, Um, That's been in the league together. I mean, Jason is this is his first year. I mean, you're talking about Uh, Jalen's guys that are what third,
0: they're like 20 and 21 years old, and I believe they just both turned that. Uh, Jalen's 21 and um,
1: Jason's 19. I think he just turned 20, but like, seriously, though, yeah,
0: these guys are. Not even barely of drinking age. I mean, and they already them. are are staging as stars right now. I'm I'm telling you, and I don't <laughs> I don't see their a stop anytime soon. I mean, they're gonna get better and better. Yeah, especially Jalen. I think with his defensive ability, the offense and the ball handling and that kind of thing has gotten just from your one. And to he's two, a is decent. A huge shot.
1: He's a capable shooter too.
0: Shot forty percent.
1: Yo, like this guy from three. His Athletic ability can rebound the ball. Smart. Extremely. I think that's a lot. And that's another thing that goes back to the front office. They, uh, Danny Ainge, is really picking smart players. Yeah, high basketball, high basketball IQ players. I mean, Marcus Smart. We haven't even mentioned Marcus
0: Smart or (laughs) or uh, Scary Terry. Scary These guys are solid. They're so solid. I mean, I think they have to keep both of them. I mean, even if they played a two guard (laughs) lineup. With Kyrie and one of the two of them, and then bring the other one off the bench. I mean, ridiculous. I was I was kind of worried when Kyrie went. out. I
1: was like, man, that's a, that's going to be a big blow to their, their to their scoring point
0: backcourt. Let me ask but, you this: think about this lineup right here, okay? I'm about to tell you, okay. offensively, not right. even defensively, just offensively. Terry Rozier, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. And Al Horford. And that's not even including Jalen Brown. That's not including Jalen Brown, yeah. I mean, that's a solid six. That's and then you bring Smart off the bench. Mm-hmm. You got Baines. They're going to be good for a while. I, honestly, I think everyone's
1: forgetting about, uh, <laughs> forgot about Avery Bradley, of how his defensive tenacious was. It's like,
0: man, that's a lot of defense He's you're an leaving afterthought, off. afterthought, man. He's an afterthought now. He was now. there, and he was a core piece for a long time. Yeah. But let's ask this question. Okay. Is Brad Stevens the new Pop? Meaning, is, is he <laughs> has he replaced Greg Popovich as the best coach in the NBA? I'm gonna go deeper than that.
1: I think he's the new Pope of the NBA. The <laughs> <'Cause, pope. laughs> just add a P on that. that no he, man, dude. like he, I I never noticed his coach his great coaching ability until like really now, and pro- probably do because I'm a Laker and I, I stay on the. On the West Coast uh, games, but I mean, he has he has these guys playing every play, um, super disciplined on um, rotations. I mean, the game last night, game two uh, for the finals, uh, Easter Conference finals. They were switching every position. Yeah. And so I was gonna like get into that. I'm glad work. you mentioned it. Yeah,
0: because that's that's a that's a
1: coaching. Well, and that's a new discipline. thing
0: in the NBA. Is that that's kind of where. Not even like the, I, I don't know, like the fast pace like the all-three-point shooting, but the defensive side having switchable guys, right. guys that can guard multiple positions, is one of the most important things in the NBA right yeah. now. It's a trend. It's and a trend the Celtics right are now. extremely good at it. Oh, yeah. And the the other thing is, like, he, he's got a good offensive mind, too. I mean, the guy's a genius, really, mm-hmm. when you think about it. He went to business school, got his degree, and came and then was like, you know what, I'm going to coach basketball instead. All right. Won at Butler, was successful there, came into the NBA. And I think I feel like in the NBA circles, people have talked about him for the last two or three years, that he's yeah. a really good coach. He's earned a respect for sure. But I think sure. the world is seeing it now. Oh, yeah. They're seeing it on the national stage. Largely due to, um,
1: I mean, his two best players aren't there, and they're still in the Eastern Conference Finals. Playing LeBron James got them down 0-2. And LeBron had 40. <laughs> and LeBron Triple had double. 40.
0: Triple-double 40. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, Brad, he is, he is, to me, the best coach. Yeah. And I think that a lot has to do with the culture there. Mm-hmm. And I think the culture is so positive, And guys really want to play for him like they want to play hard. Oh, no doubt. I mean, look at the city itself. Like,
1: Boston is trending upward. And for, I mean, for the last, what, t- 10 years? You Know with Boston sports, you know, Kyrie had made that comment about this is like a
0: sports city, and it is though. And it kind of, it the Bruins have won, I think, in the last within the last 10 years, maybe five. Yeah, I mean, look at the the Patriots, yeah, like that. I feel like that energy
1: translates to all the other sports in town, you know. And I mean, I mean, you think about Nashville where we live, I mean, Tennessee, uh, Titans doing. You know, first time in the playoffs in a while, and then, you know, I feel like they kind of got that energy from the Preds doing well last year being in the finals, so, It's
0: contagious, I think, as a city. The fandom is... When you appreciate another sport as an athlete, Mm -hmm. I mean, not speaking for myself, because I'm definitely not athletic, but, uh, (laughs) like, as an athlete, I think they appreciate, hey, the Patriots are really good. Like, we can learn from the way they do things, Mm -hmm. so... And we want to be that good. Mm. And so. the talent is right here in town.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that's an intangible that is
0: definitely affected, and it's uh, you can feel it. One sure. last thing I want to mention about the Celtics: I would be remiss if I didn't bring up to me the backbone of this team, and it's Al Horford. Backbone. I mean, speaking of this backbone. guy, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get all team, all at least second or third team NBA, mm-hmm. like there's something wrong because. The guy can defend his butt off. Mm-hmm. The guy can score if you need him to. Of course, like during the regular season, either this year and last year, his scoring numbers have been down. But in the playoffs, he's averaging like 18 a game. He can rebound. He can He can pass the ball really well. He like led the team in assists for a while. I don't know if he did it to end the season, but just all around. And a good dude and a good leader. Mm-hmm. And I actually met him one time, like just for a second at – the Georgia Aquarium seemed like a nice dude, but yeah. I mean his, I mean character on
1: the court doesn't even see doesn't even seem like he's braggadocious or he doesn't really celebrate plays. You know he he's
0: really you know what I liked last night though, is that he got pushed in the back on mm-hmm. a fast break it. Jr. Yeah, like a lot of people were upset about it. Yeah, obviously like Marcus Smart came to his defense mm-hmm. and I, then so the be. thing was on the next time he got the ball. He kind of faced up, like drove baseline on Kevin reverse, love. laid it in and the foul, and he flexed on it. He did flex.
1: It was a humble flex, though. Did you see? He kinda, it was, though. It was he, kept it in, he kept it in, but it, it was in. like. Yeah. He did flex. I love that flex. Guy, though. That was funny. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> here they are up two zero on the Cavaliers, and. The Cavs team is just looking sad right now. Yeah. And I think everyone kind of felt
1: like after the game one, because LeBron James tends to take game one slowly, kinda, of, uh, you know, spectates, trying to see how the other team's gonna play him. He's notorious with that, especially with the seats. He's
0: notorious for having really good game twos. Like a lot of people on Twitter were talking about he's gonna have thirty five and flirt with the triple double and yeah. things like that. And he did everything he could. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, the guy had forty in a triple double. I just mean, we, doesn't have enough. We health. knew
1: that we were into something because at the end of the first quarter, he had twenty-one points, and sat out the last minute. Or and two. you know, what I think a lot, not a lot
0: of people were talking about too—is he took that bump to the head mm-hmm. from the uh, Jason Tatum shoulder, and he kind of wasn't really the same after that. At least, he wasn't as aggressive as he was, like, to start the game. He just seemed kind of tired. I mean, he was... The he guy's got to be worn out. I mean, 30, what, 3, 34 years old. He played 82, 82 games. games. I mean, he's played how many playoffs in a row? Like, he's made the finals eight years in a row. I think this this year this be would be This year but would be nine, I think. Eight or nine, it's yeah. It's something. It's, it's crazy. It's bananas. But... The real question is, how do we fix the Cavs? I mean, I'm year coming from this or perspective that next year. now I'm not saying they're going to lose because if they come home and they take care of business and they win the next two, it's still a series. But I'm looking at it from the perspective of what are we going to do to fix the Cavs? Like, let's say LeBron stays in Cleveland. Okay, we're talking about beyond this point, beyond this okay. season, and what can they do to really fix things? They have the number nine pick now. We confirmed. And they could use that, oh excuse me the the number eight pick. they could use that. they could flip it to bring in another asset. What about Kevin Love? Do you think they'll keep him? Do you think he's gone? Is he in the contract here? No, okay. I think he's got uh, a couple more left,
1: right um honestly, I think they'll definitely get rid of Teron Lu um really. Yes, it's. I know they're they're paying him what thirty five million for five years, but um, I
0: think there needs to be some type of change. Um, See, in my there. opinion, I think Tehran Lu has done everything he can with that team. I think he's handicapped by some of the lack of talent. You know, if if we're gonna be honest, as far as a playoff team. And then, yet they're still winning games. And I think he's done as good a job as anybody has with managing LeBron and, you know, getting them to buy in. Yeah, but
1: I don't know. It's like you bring in, what, four new players in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I
0: can't even remember their names because (laughs) – well, Besides I Jordan remember, Clarkson because he's a Laker. I mean, Clarkson, you got Larry Nance. They brought in Ronnie Hood Yeah, and in George Hill. But, you know, like. And uh, I like the George Hill move because I think he adds another um, kind of weapon for them on offense. Decent defender. If he's not hurt. But that's the problem. That's what I was about to get into is is he stays injury prone. And that's something you can't really rely on. Honestly, I think they should just get
1: younger just acquire younger talent um
0: definitely even if lebron stays you know his mindset is championship or bust Mm -hmm. even if he's going to stay there they should go young they should go young because i think initially uh eventually lebron's going to be
1: a journeyman he's going to be a a a mercenary a really good mercenary
0: guy on the on the on the on the competing team which potentially could be next year but yeah in this scenario i'm thinking like if they're gonna keep the pick, I, I'm thinking they need guard help, so they need maybe Trey Young or Colin Sexton or somebody like that. They can give them a scoring punch, mm-hmm. and they gotta maybe flip Kevin Love for some wing players who while can, they can defend and shoot while they can. Because yeah. I think the best LeBron teams you look at is like they surround him with shooters, mm-hmm. right? But then you also gotta have some. I mean, because really Tristan Thompson. Kevin Love are not rim defenders. No. So defensively they're a liability, even though, you know, they can be good offensive players at times. And well they Tristan's try. really the rebounder, you know. Yeah.
1: So you're saying
0: like a stretch
1: mark four? Like I'm a- saying like a
0: like a stretch four or like a I'm not even saying him, but like somebody like a Chris Middleton. You know, say say the Bucks want to go in a different direction and they said, All right, we'll give you Chris Middleton for Kevin Love straight up, or we'll throw in uh, Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton for Love. I mean, that's a situation I could see where that would help both teams out. Yeah. You know, give somebody, Gian- Giannis, another another yeah. guy, another star in there to help. But
1: I do like that because um, with the Bucks, they'll definitely uh, take advantage of Kevin Love's playoff experience, Yeah. Um, especially in those late games where, you know, Giannis is just – you know, doesn't know exactly how to take over a game yet. So right.
0: that could work, man. And they're in the situation where they don't really have cap for free agents. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much would have to make some trades. And they're probably gonna wanna get rid of some money like maybe some J.R. Smith money and yeah. Tristan Thompson money, but they're gonna have to throw some assets in there if they're gonna be able to move those guys. Yeah.
1: I mean I think uh this this pick that they have is gonna be the highest pick they're probably gonna have for a while. So I think they need to Maybe not though. If LeBron
0: walks and then they well have yeah. to pick. I mean if we're... I mean to be honest, I, if I was them, it'd be it'll be interesting to see what they do because they're going to go into the draft as June 21st. Free agency starts like a week and a half later. So they're not going to know come draft time whether he's in or out. And LeBron's has not been in the in the past has been kind of wishy-washy as far as Making a decision, waiting until the last minute. Yeah, well, the players that they have now, they're
1: not worth a number one, a uh, first round pick. So I don't think Kevin Love is worth a
0: first round pick. And I wonder if they go back and they were like, "Hey, let's not make this trade for with the Andrew Wiggins." And well, you know, it all these paid guys. off though. It paid off. It did. It gave him one championship. Yeah. So I mean. I'll, who trade, knows what happens I'll if, trade if Wiggins not. If Draymond doesn't kick LeBron in the nuts, yeah. who knows what happens? Right. They could have lost that one. Speaking of that, yeah. Draymond and his nut kicking so Draymond! Draymond. <laughs> they uh
1: are they gonna sweep? Uh man. Um It looks like they're gonna sweep. I mean The way they played. I meant to tell you the truth, the first uh first half I didn't know who was gonna win. It looked like
0: The Rockets just game two tonight.
1: Yeah, game two tonight, and maybe it's
0: possible. I mean, if the the Rockets need to win tonight, in my opinion, they're
1: at home. I think Vegas said before game one they were a half point favorite solely because they're playing at home. So I mean,
0: to me, this is like a must win. Like if you're gonna have any success in this series, you have to win tonight.
1: Right. They're losing right currently right now because they lost at home.
0: So yeah. the playoff has already started for them. <laughs> what do you think it takes to beat the Warriors? Like, what, what dynamic does your team have to have? Like, what are the Rockets missing? That-
1: well, the th- for me the answer is always changing because before the win last night, Daryl Morey pride himself on okay, well we're obsessed with the Rockets. We just needed. I mean, we're obsessed with the Warriors. We need to do
0: Dude, Monday night, right? Yeah, we clarifying. need. To,
1: yeah, Monday. Uh, we need to do what they do, but just better, you know. As far as um, three point shooting clip, um, yeah, yeah, moving the ball. But what they do is very unique. Um, so here's as far th- as sh- oh sorry, go ahead shooting three pointers. They kind of dom. They still kind of dominate the ball with those two, you know, primary do- ball handlers.
0: Iso- a lot of I- isolation. A lot of, Iso- of Iso-
1: isolation. Place. So and I feel like they did a, this a lot more than. Um, you know, did isolation a lot more than they usually did during the season. I agree. I think, they pounded and now I lot. don't know
0: the statistics, but it feels like they were the ball was in Chris Paul's and James Harden's hand like seventy five percent of the time, and I mean, more than fifty easily. I mean, and the thing is, they got to have ball movement. They got to get other guys involved. They're really successful whenever you've got like Eric Gordon's knocking down threes, you know, PJ Tucker's mixing it up. P.J. Tucker and Mbamute had one point between the two of them. Yeah, well, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, you're right because P.J. Tucker shot a three pointer in the
1: corner, got fouled, so he had three opportunities and only ended up with one point.
0: Wow, it's crazy. And the thing is, man, those zero, guys are zero field goals are important defensively. So you you want them on the floor, but if they're not giving you anything on offense, it's kind of I mean, what, what was, was the what was a
1: uh, differential? points at the end, 13 points or
0: something like that. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I, there's, there's a lot of video clips out there where the Rockets are not playing defense whatsoever. Like I saw a picture oh, game one? in the fourth quarter where they're still, they're still within range. Clay Thompson's on the wing. He's standing there wide open. I on saw the three that on point your Twitter. Line. I saw there's that. People circled. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, and the, the thing the is radius. like, there's three guys who don't know where the ball is. They're mm. looking the opposite direction. Yeah. And there's nobody within like the closest person to him was the referee. Yeah. I mean, there's was nobody near. It was, it near was open sea. And it's we're talking about one of the t- probably top 5 shooters of all time. Yeah. Like top 5, top 5 easily. Jesus. Yeah. How do you leave that guy open like? And that? I like when Clay is knocking
1: down the shots because his form looks so crisp. It's like there's no way he's missing a
0: shot. It's just it's pure. It's butter. It is the most one of the most shooting coach's shots. dream is right. his his shooting form. <laughs> and the thing is, when he's hitting, and then Katie is pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is not a, like a Warriors love fest, but the guy is damn, near seven foot, mm-hmm. and he is. You can't block that shot.
1: Well, and it was hard on um the When he was
0: making, like, spin, move, turn around, middle of the lane, jump shots. Dog, he's a seven-foot. they're going foot, in.
1: Like you say, he's a seven-foot
0: bucket. Real Assassin. talk.
1: Yes, and he has a handle. Yeah. He can handle. He can be the point guard. He I was mean, the point guard when Curry wasn't there. And
0: the thing is, Steph didn't even play that well. Yeah. And then when Steph gets hot.
1: I, I mean, admire just, Steph, too, because, you know, it was his team before KD got there. Yeah. And. Steph has two reigning, uh, MVPs, but he, I mean, he's taking his role knowing that, you know, Katie, Katie, I mean, he's seven foot. You can't,
0: yeah. you can't duplicate that. There's no, no like trumping that. I mean, it's really not fair. That team is just not fair it's on paper. Right. You look at it you're like, did somebody put in a cheat code? Yeah. And I, I just love
1: it because all both teams are healthy and we're getting what we did all want. Did you wanted. put your game genie in here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, cheat? <laughs> is a cheap, cheap planet. A cheat cheat That's where Cheat Planet. I remember the books that they had. There. Dog, I used to go online. Oh, cheat before planet. the internet, there was oh, there was
0: books that you could buy yeah. with the cheat codes in them. Yeah, I, I went to Cheat Planet. Not I that cheap. I bought it, I'm just saying. No, I just printed them off. They had them at the game store. <laughs> Yo,
1: it went through massive amounts of copy paper for Cheat.
0: So if, cheap if things shake out the way they look right now, we're looking at possibly a Warriors Celtics Final. and We probably won't get too far into that, but... That could be a really interesting series with a lot of switchable players and guys that can really defend for Boston, really good defense for the Warriors. I mean, I think it would be an interesting series. Like yeah,
1: it be, it'd be interesting. I don't know. There's no other than LeBron. There's nobody. I mean, nobody can really guard LeBron anyway. But no. Jace, but Jalen brought it to LeBron last night. Yeah. So I mean, they get. I he, mean, he, him. he he drove past him. I was like. Who's driving past LeBron and it's not KD? Yeah. You know, so, I don't know. Maybe that's just a sign of LeBron is taking a step, a half step back at least. But, It'll be really interesting to see. Maybe we're watching the decline of LeBron James.
0: Oh, I I don't think so just yet. I mean. I mean, the guy was unreal in the last round. Unreal. He's He's still playing great. Yeah. It's just, he doesn't have a lot of help. He just didn't respect the Raptors. So, he was like, I'm going (laughs) to... The, rest, the Raptors, this di
1: this I, I, dinosaurish. Th-
0: I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before the playoffs started. That I don't believe in the Raptors beating the beating the Cavs just because LeBron has something over them. He has some mind. Control I don't. Over what him.
1: is it though? Like why the Raptors? Just
0: is it Drake? Because he's beaten them then so many times. Is I it think, Drake? Uh, Drake probably doesn't help because he's over there talking mad crap, and then everybody's like, "Yeah, we're gonna take it out in front of Drake." Just saying. (laughs) Anyway, switching gears a little bit. Last night was the NBA draft lottery. Yes, sir. So uh, it is. It is almost painful to watch on television, but the results is really what we're after, you know. And then um, there's there's a few things that shook up. Like I think the Kings were supposed to have like the number seven best chance. They jumped in 5.3. The, they jumped in odds. the top three at number two. Yeah. And then the Hawks jumped over the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies had were tied for the worst record, ended up with a four pick. Mavs didn't, they kind of got moved down because of all that, too. But, um, interesting, man. Uh, I kind of did a little, little instant reaction mm-hmm. mock draft this morning and, um, of course this is all subject to change and it's just kind of a rough draft at this point, but I thought I would bounce it off of you and see what you think. And you can kind of give me some ideas back, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'll put, I'll try to post this online. And I've, I've, of course I got two lists. One is my mock draft who, which kind of, if I'm a GM and I'm making this pick, this is what I think would best fit the need of the team. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a big board or my board, which is like the picks that, are the players that I think are the best in order. Ben's Uh, big board. Ben's big board. (laughs) So, uh, do the mock draft first, but with the first pick in the NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select DeAndre Ayton.
1: What? No! What? No! And the only thing is, like, I'm I'm really, like, at this
0: point, like, I think it's a two, it's a two-horse race. I mean, it could be somebody else in the mix, but I think it's between him and Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they just hired this uh, Serbian coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to pr- try to pronounce his name because I'm going to butcher it because I have not remember. It's like Kokoshov or something like that. I- Igor. Igor. Igor something. Kokoshov or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he could have that connection because he actually coached Doncic. Yeah. However, you also have the Arizona connection. Mm-hmm. Your Phoenix is in Arizona. DeAndre Ayton played for the Wildcats. I mean,
1: I mean, also kinda... Marvin Bagley's from uh, Tempe.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, was just for right Phoenix down the street. Family. Yeah, so I think hey, it's you... funny
1: how both of those. I think the, all three of them. the top three probably picks or you know, have a like a Arizona hey, it connection. It could be
0: any of three of them. To be honest with you, they're all good players. Um, I think it'll be Ayton just because, like. This guy is a monster. Hmm. Have you seen any, like, still images of him, like, flexing? He's huge, dude. He's a beast. He's a man-child. They said that, um... I don't know, man. Just
1: in response to that... He's definitely got stronger, but I don't think he's... Um... As good as what people say he is, man. That's just my opinion.
0: I, I'm not sure about him just yet. I mean, there's a lot of questions about his defense, mm-hmm. if he can get better that way, but I think he can almost stretch it out to the three as far as shooting capability. And offensively, he could be a monster. He kind of like athletically reminds me a little bit of like Mari Steinmeier, somebody who can go up okay. and catch a lob. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be dynamic. In that sense,
1: um, he's he's a modern big for sure. He can shoot, pick and pop. Yeah, um, but he definitely there's can, a lot of definitely can wham intriguing sure. bigs
0: in this draft. There's not a lot of guards like early. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a couple of two or three guards that could be really good for a long time. But um, he or, could definitely play in space too if he well. If, they'll probably go like um, mid to late lottery as far as like eight through fifteen somewhere in there. Those three guards maybe a little earlier. Um, then with the second one I have Luka Doncic and to me like he is could be the next Larry Bird is, oh, is what okay. people are saying about him. I mean his passing ability from what I've seen is fantastic. He can shoot it. He's not super athletic but I think he'll get more athletic with the like the trainers here in America. You know I think they will push him and um, just just Kind of like a, a talent that you don't want to pass up. Yeah, I think he'd fit nicely with the Kings. They give him another ball handler, somebody who can make good decisions yeah. Um to pair next to De'Aaron Fox, who I also really like. Foxy, yeah, he's just charismatic. The yeah. guys. Yeah, he's he got that smile. And yeah, he's he's got a welcome he's hilarious. Yeah,
1: he should. He definitely should be the, friend, the face of the franchise. Um,
0: for the Hawks, this is kind of a toss-up between the two, but I have them taking Bagley right now. Um, just gives them more offense, you know, something they desperately need. Mm-hmm. Um, being one of the worst teams in the league, and um, easily could be Jaron Jackson there too because he's a, a dynamic player who's more versatile to me because he's a good defender, can sh- shoot the three ball like big back to the basket like he can kind of do it all. Really and good, I'm a big fan of his. Really good energy, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. And um, I have him going forward. To the Grizzlies, um, but I'm like I said, I'm a big fan of him. I could see him going anywhere in the top five. I don't think he drops out of that to me, just because of the way NBA is now, mm-hmm. he's almost like a like a uh, Lamarcus Aldridge with defense, yeah. you know, okay, something like that. Um, then fifth, I have Porter Michael Porter Jr. going to the Mavs. Um, there's a lot of question marks about him with his back injury, and then he didn't play really any games this year. He played barely like a couple of games but mm-hmm. um, he was the number one player coming into college, so he still has that capability i mean take you know a year off is not going to help him, but when he gets into some of these draft workouts, he could really prove himself I think, and he's like six ten and a good offensive player. I didn't really see him play much, so I don't I don't have really a him. I've only on seen him. a couple of games and like, I haven't seen him play. He's yet. got talent for sure. Um six, of course, the magic, which is, you know, well noted, my team. I haven't taken Trey Young. Trey Young. And mm. the reason is they have needed a scoring guard for years. And and I loved Victor Oladipo and I was upset that they traded him. Alfred um, Payton. Alfred Payton really didn't fit in there ever. You know, it was kind of, he was more a defensive guard, but um, I could see him. I, I really like Colin Sexton, too. Like a big fan of his. Yeah. He's got that it factor. So is Russell Westbrook. He wants it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. he He could easily be like another Russ, I think. But um, the thing is. I'm not sure if they will take him because they probably they need shooting also, and we we know Trey Young's range. He's hits those 40 footers, yeah, uh, 30 footers, whatever. Um, next for the Bulls, I have them taking Mo Bamba, which I think would be a nice fit for them. And if he slides that far, like that could. He's had some injury concerns, but I think he's a dynamic shot blocker for sure, and rebounder, and he can. I've heard he has a three three ball. I haven't seen it much, but um, would he have you seen him play much? I know he was injured a lot this
1: year. I haven't seen him play much, but uh, I think he could be a
0: decent rim protector. I think he's like Embiid light. Yeah. Like I'm not saying he's as good as Embiid. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's like got that type of ability and probably a better shot blocker. Probably not not as polished on the offensive end. Okay. Um. Eight, of course, I have the Cavs taking Sexton. They definitely need guard help, and I think he could be a big boost for them. Uh, again, he just—he's—he's a, he's a dog, and I think he would fit. He's got that personality that he could play with LeBron, because mm-hmm. like I don't think there's a lot of guys who can take all the stuff LeBron, you know, because he demands a lot of his teammates. Yeah. But I think this I mean, kid, if he if if they're gonna keep the pick and they're gonna use it, he could really help them. Yeah.
1: And I think he would be a sponge to LeBron and, you know, take criticism, kind of like how uh, Mario Chalmers were mm-hmm. was with uh, Miami, you know. But he didn't back down from LeBron either, right. so I can definitely see that He's happening. a good teammate for
0: LeBron. Even though yeah. he wasn't a tremendous player, he, like, fit in there well. Yeah. Um, number nine, I have Wendell Carter going to the Knicks. Like, if he slides that far, that's pretty much a steal at that point, I think. I mean, he could be... Next to Marvin Bagley, he didn't get as much playing time, or like he didn't get as much love, I don't think. But when Bagley was out with an injury, he played well, Mm -hmm. you know. And he's obviously very, very talented. And the Knicks, I think, need more guard help, but they just need help. Period. Like they need players that can help them win. And I think he can help them win. Um, Sixers, what can I say, man? They're what else do they need? Going to the right direction. I have them taking Mikael Bridges from Villanova. Just because okay. he's another shooter can play defense. Like I think that's the type of player they're looking for. Like mm-hmm. switchable again. Like can guard multiple positions. Yeah. Um, Especially, the- I think he, to be honest with you, any team could use Mikael Bridges. Yeah, he's the type of player that can you can just put him anywhere and he'll fit yeah. in.
1: And that's a, that's where the league is kind of going to the like interchangeable player. Like that can, like we were talking about earlier, switch off on any position, you know, especially for a guard, you know, one through, you know, three, at least, you know, so.
0: And if you got a guy that can guard, like, even just like two through four. Yeah. That's huge. You know? Yeah. And um, I've got some more on my list. I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, I'll post them online. Kind of little early rough draft, mock draft for the lottery, at least. And then um, on my big board, just to go through a couple, I I have Luka Doncic as the number one player. Mm. And that's just, again, because I think he is a generational talent. Like, he kind of has a lot of different skills. And I honestly think he's going to be in the NBA for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like him, too. I would consider him being – I mean, I remember watching – so young, too. I remember watching uh, – that uh, highlight tape we saw together, yeah. you showed me, and uh,
0: dude, and the Euro League is not anything to bat an eye at. I mean, it's it's a it's a legitimate league. It's he's a professional men, yeah. And he's held his own. Like yeah. he's been the best player in that league for probably a couple years now. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's been playing with pros what, since he was fifteen, sixteen years old. So he, yeah, he knows how you know to be professional. If he is, turns out to be a face in the franchise and for me going back to your uh, your draft uh your mock draft i would if i was the suns i would take it really strong consideration
0: for uh luka oh, because I, I, I don't think it's a it's a uh it's going to be a hard decision for them for, i would say this there's
1: not a guy in this draft that's that pokes out like yeah he's it i don't think i don't think there is this is that draft that's like oh like call towns or you know yeah. like a LeBron or anything like that. Sure, but um, Ben but Simmons, even be, yeah. yeah, even Ben Simmons. That was, but a, I think that he's
0: a, that type of player. Yeah, if he's, um, if he's athletic enough. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: he's a six eight point guard, and I think that's saying that's a lack of a better um, description for him. Yeah, because um, he's very exceptional, ter- tremendous passer, and I think with this the league, it seems like it's leading towards you know, uh, players that have an eye for the game. You know, you have bigs that pass the ball, like, that have great court vision. Well, we're like definitely going towards Joker. more
0: positionless basketball, and I oh, think sure. he fits into that mold for, for sure. sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can shoot, he can uh, create his own. I think he can create his own shot from the from the highlights. So, um, I think a player like him is coming at a premium in today's
0: basketball, for sure. I think I emphasized it a lot, but... the players that I really like, and not necessarily in this order, but I really like Doncic, really like Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, the way the NBA is now is the the most important things we've talked about are being versatile defensively, shooting, you know, being able to shoot it out to the three, and then basketball IQ I think is probably the next, in my opinion, those are three of the most important things. Now I'm probably missing some stuff, but like, if you have those three things, you can be successful in the NBA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Doncic, Jaron Jackson Jr. can do that. I think Colin Sexton, if if he can yeah. develop a jump shot, yeah. like, again, he's a dog. I just don't know about Bagley. I like him. Like, I think he's a great kid. Uh, I've seen him around the EYBL. He's a, he takes pictures with everybody that asks. I mean, That's he awesome. seems like a really nice kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw him last weekend. The... Duke struggled defensively and i and that's an understatement. They were one of the worst teams in the college basketball and defense, and they had to switch to a two three zone because basically because the, they couldn't guard and the, you know they were I think it was a lot to do with him to be honest with you, and I hate to say that, but I just think he struggles on defense, and I don't know with he's very athletic, so he's capable. And then, to me, defense is all effort. So, maybe it's one of those things where he'll really, like, turn it on at the NBA level. But I don't see it. I don't think guys typically change a lot when it comes to defensive effort. I don't think that's something you get better at. I don't think that's something you need to be taught. I think if you
1: have it, you have it. Right. But I remember watching an interview with Jordan Clarkson, and, um, I mean... He, he said something that was interesting to me. He's like, guys are getting paid just for playing defense. You know, not particularly good offensive players, but, I mean, you can get a paycheck just by, you know, being uh, just for hustling.
0: And, again, that's a lot of that's effort. Yeah. Like, if you're athletic, which basically all these guys are, mm-hmm. and you give full effort, you can be a good defender. Oh, maybe. most definitely. I, I mean,
1: Iman Shepard, um, uh, Jonathan Simmons – like those guys hustle, you know, are known for you know being athletic and getting it on the court.
0: And again, another valuable player to me is going to be Mikael Bridges League. because because of that defensive ability and the three point shooting, mm-hmm. you know. And and there'll be some other wild cards in there. We'll get into some more draft stuff later. We'll yeah. probably do a special again. I'm all too familiar with the
1: the lottery lately because with the Lakers we're. <laughs> We're usually in it every year. This year we're not because we had a Steve Nash trade back in two thousand twelve. Oh geez. Uh, so yeah, so I'm a little which was hopefully
0: going to be good, but then you know yeah. the injuries right shortened his career. But right, um, so
1: I mean I think um, our pick went to. The Sixers, Sixers, yeah, yeah. we had to,
0: could have had the tenth pick. Yeah, so you on your board, been, a tenth pick would have been helpful to the Lakers. Mikael, I think, yeah, some more athleticism and yeah. yeah I mean, Miles Bridges isn't yeah. right in there. Robert Williams, Kevin Knox, those are kind of guys. Shea Gilches, Alexander, I would love that. So uh, we'll <laughs> we'll talk more about the lottery or or the the draft later. Yeah, um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Hope for you enjoyed sure. this episode. Check us out on Twitter at. D Tech Foul Pod. Yes. And uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, iTunes, we're Excellent. on there. Please listen.
1: Yeah, appreciate the last week's listen. We are we're, we're trending upward. Yeah for sure. So uh, please like, share retweet, and uh, have any questions please at us at the Technical f- f- the <laughs> the technical, technical Foul Podcast. Foul. And
0: uh, we'll shout you out in the next pod. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great one. peace. peace.